Greetings, Avatar lovers. This is Jonathan, and this is the unofficial Avatar podcast where we talk all things Avatar. We'll go deep into the majestic plains of Pandora, all the way to the uncharted planet. <laughs> that is that right? No, I'll start again. That's ridiculous. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> no, keep going. All right. We'll go deep into the majestic plains of Pandora. All the way to the uncharted planet of Polyphemus. With me, my co-host with the co-most, Kate Johnson. How are you, Kate? I am very well. Thank you, Jonathan. Thank you for bringing me on this wonderful adventure. It's going to be a lovely journey and I'm excited to share the journey with you, Kate. I think we're going to have a lot of fun on this podcast. Even virtually. Mm, Absolutely. You're in Sydney, I'm in Melbourne. Yep. Just like, um, I'm sure there's different states in Pandora as well. Yeah. Uh, like there's the forest the, and in, the water. Yeah. We've sort of got the, the trendy cafes and you've got the beaches. Yeah. Big news in Avatar land, isn't there? Number Ooh, yes. two, Avatar 2, it's official, it's coming out. On December 18th this year, I'm excited. Are you excited as well? Is it this year? I thought it was next year. Um, oh, I just Googled it. I'm pretty sure it's 2020. Oh, I could have sworn it was 2021. Mm, oh. Announced. <laughs> Either way, it's big news. No, no, it's this year. Is it? Yeah. I don't know why I thought this was like a year away. Ah, uh, but I've Googled it and it said December 18th, 2020, and then in just below it, it has written quite small India. Ah, uh, okay. So maybe. So maybe here, 2021. Yeah. Well, that... And I hear set underwater. Yes. That's super exciting. James Cameron's, he's gotten some people to build him a submarine going down into the Mariana Trench getting some footage from there, which has never been done before. It's crazy. So exciting. Going down how many miles? I think we we looked this up. It was like 36,000 or something. Feet. No, feet. Feet, not miles. 36,000 feet. That's still a lot. It's very deep. It's the deepest point on Earth. I realised, I remember someone telling me and I I thought, of course, but the reason why there's pressure underwater and you know how you like blow up or your head explodes yeah, is because it's all the amount of water on top of you. I never even thought of it like that. But when you're really low, yeah, so you've got like 100 metres of water on top of you and that's why it starts getting hard to. I've actually never thought of it like that either, Mm. but that makes complete sense. I know. It's crazy. Um, if there's any listeners out there who want to prove me wrong, uh, <laughs> sign up to our um, or join our Facebook um, Facebook page. I think we'll start one of them. Yeah, let's do it. We want fans. I think our fans are going to be fun. I think they might be a mixture. I feel like a of fun and what and not fun at yeah, all. Like yeah. the people who are going to talk about the. Um, uh, our discussion about water pressure just then. Um, I I think that is like we're asking for it um, from some of our not fun fans. Yeah. That could be brutally attacked. 
That'll be yeah. But let's let's cry and keep it positive for now. Kate. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, even yep. if even if they're not fun, the fact they're fans is pretty exciting. Oh yeah. Yeah. I have no doubt that they'll be there regardless. <laughs> yeah. And they'll be loyal to us. Mm. So huge news in Avatar. Also the new car coming out. The oh. Avatar A V T R Mercedes Benz looks stunning. Doesn't it, Kate? It is amazing. It has clear doors, which I think is my favourite feature. And it kind of looks like one large ball, like it's all just one shape. Yeah. I don't know if it's coming out, coming out, or if it's just a concept car. I assume it's a concept car. But the wheels don't really make sense. doesn't look like they've got tyres. Also, the... It's somehow, I think it's meant to resemble the way uh, one of the Navi would ride the those flying beasts. Yeah. What are the flying beasts called again? I've forgotten. Um, Toruk? Anyway. Yeah. Um, I think the Toruk is the big one. The big one, yeah. But, yeah, but they're the same. They're just bigger the, than that. The, the other little Toruks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's meant to like connect with the driver somehow. Yeah, the no, no the... steering wheel. Yeah, which is a bit scary. Like I think you're just meant to think left or right or indicate left. Yeah, and it just does it. And meant to be both sustainable and aut- autonomous. What does autonomous mean? Oh, maybe it doesn't. Then I think autonomous means maybe it just does it on its own. You know, like how like those cars, yeah, park themselves? Yeah. Oh, yeah, because it can do that as well. It can just go completely at a right angle, which is cool. Yes. So, um, yeah, that's uh, an exciting car. So ta- A car, a sequel, it's all happening. It's all happening. So why not jump on board the Avatar train, start discussing <laughs> Avatar on a podcast, we are the first and only Avatar 2009 James Cameron film podcast out there. So it's exciting. It's huge. We're, we're ahead of the curve. We are. So far, uh, 11 years ahead of the curve. I know. Um, so I'm just looking forward to spending time with you, Kate, and our listeners every week, just discussing the ins and outs of the Na'vi and the, the character of the world of Pandora. Me too. We'll be... It is a wonderful world, mm. and I feel like it's a world we can all share in our imagination. Absolutely. And what was your first screening of Avatar like? How many times have you seen it? Uh, I've seen it twice. Beautiful. A good amount of times. The first time I saw it uh, was 2009 when it came out um, at the movies in 3D. Of course, I think it was one of the, like, some special 3D technology. I mean, I think we'd had, we had 3D movies before then, Mm. but there was some special technology being used in Avatar, which made it even more 3D. (laughs) Because I feel this may have been one of the first times where the the glasses were just black. I feel like before that it was the, the, the blue and the red, but this Yes, like red and green and cardboard. Mm. Yes. Maybe at um like movie world or something like that. 
Ah, uh, yes, the Shrek 4D adventure. Mm. Have you been on the Shrek 4D adventure? No. Have you? Oh. Yes, I have. Um, it was a movie of Shrek. Like the original the... Shrek? No, it was like a special made for Ford. 4D yep, movie 4D and it lasted like 10 minutes. Yeah. Uh, and my friend, when we were in line, this was probably 2006. I think this was on our schoolies, actually. We went to Movie World. Um, and my friend asked the lady at the front, 4D, what's the fourth dimension? Is it time? Because I think the fourth dimension is time or space time or something like that. Yeah. And she said, nah, the seats move. Oh. And they did. That's cool. So you like cruise around. I imagined that dragon like shoot fire and the fire comes at you. Yeah, there's a um, something like some kind of air that was blown on our ankles uh, at one point. And that was just me hiding air going. <laughs> <laughs> I was hanging well, out there. It was very often. realistic, and I thank you for that. <laughs> it was such an immersive experience. <laughs> Felt like I was really there on a on on a windy hill with my ankles exposed. I would hyperventilate doing that. Mm. Um, it was. It was an experience, uh, but the 3D element was not quite as intense as the Avatar 3D, I don't think. The yeah. Avatar 3D was the first 3D movie I'd seen where I was really like, wow, by the, wowed by the 3D. So they were 2009. It was maybe a, a big film. You didn't see it on opening weekend or anything like that? It was pretty early. It was early-ish. And uh, I went with uh, this guy uh, who I worked at the video store with um, and I actually, I kind of wanted it to be a date because um, I had a bit of a crush on him um, and we were going to the movies together, like just us two. It's kind of like a, a date thing that you do. Yeah. Um, so I was kind of excited by that. But then when we got there, um, he like informed me that the reason he wanted to see it with me was because I was sensible uh, and he wanted to get high and he wanted like a sensible person to be with him while he was high watching Avatar. So Just in we case he to... freaked out or something. Yeah. He needed a rock. I was the rock uh, and he was living, living life uh, to its fullest. Um it, we like went to the car park and he smoked some weed beforehand and I was just standing there watching him like, hmm. Uh, and then we went in and because he decided to smoke beforehand, we were late to the movie. Um, so we had to go like, and it was, it was early-ish, so it was quite packed and we had to sit in like the second from the front row Ooh. on the side. So like on the right hand, like in the bottom right hand corner, if you're looking at the screen. Yeah. So and like, yeah, you're sort of, if you're just facing the screen, you're sort of, you're looking uh, like outside of your glasses. Near the exit sign. Yeah. yeah. You know where the exit always is? Yeah. You're like right there. The worst possible spot in a cinema to sit. Because you've got, yeah, so you can't, like not, the 3D isn't fully... 3D then, it's like part fuzzy, part 3D. Yeah. And you've got the exit sign just blaring. 
like it kind of takes away from Pandora. And every time someone goes to the toilet, which is probably a lot during a three-hour movie. Very long, Jonathan. You're distracted. But well, not only that, but I had to crane my neck uh, for the whole time to, to make sure I was trying, like I was trying to capture all the 3D in the glasses, like trying to manoeuvre my head so the glasses could line with the screen in a way which maximised the 3D experience. And I hurt my neck and I um, was in physical pain uh, for most of the movie and even sometime after that. And you never, you never like... Um got with the guy or anything no never got with the guy nope um was there as a rock as you say so i was physically and emotionally hurt by avatar 2009 that is um sounds like maybe a horrible experience and i'm shocked that even after all of that you still love the film i do (laughs) i'm you know what i'm shocked by this too (laughs) Yeah. Lo and behold, 11 years later... You're heartbroken, you got a sore neck, you <laughs> had the shitter seat definitely in the house, and here you are, <laughs> now discussing it passionately on your own Avatar podcast. That's exciting. So passionate. I, I have a renewed... Like, I, I feel like I'm new to the world again. Mm. I feel like I missed out the first time. There was too much going on in, in my life. But now, you know, being in lockdown, I'm just I'm ready to immerse myself again in in Pandora and Polyphemus. Um, become one with the Navi. Don't don't get too immersed, Kate. I was reading an article um, just about how um, after Avatar was big in the cinemas, um, it was uh, became a little too real for some fans. Oh, and and they mentioned um, that uh, some of them experienced, <laughs> sorry, experienced depression and suicidal thoughts after seeing oh, the gosh. film because they longed to enjoy the beauty of the alien world, Pandora. Oh my goodness! So yes, jump in, jump on board, everyone. Don't jump in too far. We don't want you killing yourselves. Be careful out there. Exactly. But you can always live in Pandora. I think that's the beauty of Pandora. Yeah. It's it's always alive in my mind. Yeah. And if you do... Ki- no, nah, I can't say if you do kill yourself, you'll just be one with the earth. No. No, don't say that. <laughs> no. <laughs> you can't... We'll edit that out. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I don't know how to use the editing software. It's, it's staying in, I think. No, I'll try and edit it out. Um, what about you, Jonathan? What was your first experience of seeing this film? Oh, um, I feel like I saw it 2009, the year it mm-hmm. came out, uh, at the movies in Geelong with my mum. Um, and we went to it and bl- I bloody loved it. I loved yep. I loved the, the story of um, Sam, our Sam's struggle. Uh, his twin brother, it, it really got to me, um, really affected me when he first gets into the, the Avatar's body and he, he wakes up and he's flopping all over the place. He's just he's just overwhelmed yeah. and he runs out past those people playing basketball into the beautiful world and he just 
puts his feet into the dirt and just puts that dirt in between his toes and it's just a beautiful moment and um that's it's a good scene that's really that really got me that moment yeah now in the world at ground level before that you were just floating past it in a big big spaceship but now you've got the dirt and that was yeah a great experience for me just a huge film loved every little moment of it um yeah the How love many story times have you seen it maybe like three <laughs> Three times? <laughs> yeah, good. So one more than you, so, you know. <laughs> well, that's why I'm I'm the protege here. Exactly. The yeah. co-host with the co-most. Exactly. But, you know, one more watch for you and then we're equal. Yes. Maybe I'll watch it tonight again. Mm, if you do, I will. Now the tables will have turned. <laughs> yep. Um, so yeah, I love the film and, um, that's why I'm here now to, um, yeah, just discuss it, try and yep. get, try and really get in. Cause it's got its own language for Christ's sake. It does. So, it's like the, um, Elvish in Lord of the Rings, like mm. written the whole thing. It's pretty impressive for James Cameron to hire someone to make their own language. Pretty good. Got like a thousand words. I'm looking forward to um, maybe speaking a bit of it later with you. Really? Yeah. Yeah. Have you studied up? A little bit. Oh. Pretty exciting. I have to admit I haven't studied the language. That's right. You'll be. Um, you'll just. You'll realize that it's. Um, it comes natural. <laughs> comes naturally to you, I reckon. Pretty easy. <laughs> yeah, I reckon. <laughs> yeah, I mean, if you love Avatar, I assume. It's kind of something we already know. Yeah, and you would have picked it up from watching the film twice yeah. as well. <laughs> I mean, they say that like the best way to learn a language is to really immerse yourself in the culture. Yeah, and I feel like due to the power of three D um, glasses, I really immerse myself in Pandora, um, and therefore gave myself the best chance to learn the language of the Navi. Well, looking forward so, yeah. to it, Kate. So we've got a little segment on this um, podcast yeah, called Kate's Teachings. Is that what it's called? I just said that then. but um, Okay. Maybe but... you can have a little uh, a little jingle. Yep. We can try and organise that. I'm not going to improvise that. That would be a nightmare. But, yeah, we'll, I'll think about that maybe for next time. So you're a bit of a smart cookie, Kate. I am... I'm a, a bookworm, I think. Have you ever gotten your, um, have you ever done like Mensa or anything? Mensa? Yeah. No. Uh, do you know what your IQ is? I also don't know what my IQ is. It'd probably be pretty low. No way. I like to think that I'm, that I have intelligence that can't be measured <laughs> by the normal, the normal tests. That's um, arrogant. <laughs> yeah. I, I, no, I should. I, I'm. I'm too scared to test my IQ. I just know it would be disappointing. I did the Trump test. You know, the one that he was very excited how how he passed with flying colours. And, uh, yeah, and yeah. I, there was one bit that I just fucked up. I didn't know. <laughs> like I got obviously the like rhino and stuff. That's pretty easy. And counting back from a hundred in multiples of seven. 
but they yeah there's a surprise that they threw at me where they get you to remember words at the start and then five minutes later they're like and what are those five words again and i was like i have no memory of that ah uh, i see i did one of those memory ones once uh, where you it was like how many numbers can you remember and they just listed numbers and i did really poorly in that so i don't actually think i'm that smart at all i just love avatar well, I'm great that you can use the, your knowledge to teach me. So what, what are you doing yeah. with this, Kate? You've, you've okay. read a book. Well, what, what I've done is, um, as you know, Jonathan, uh, I have an arts degree. Um, and it's one of the most prestigious of degrees, actually, that you can obtain um, in Australia. Uh, and I've never really used it in any other aspect of my life. So I'm trying to get my money's worth out of my arts degree and my various learnings, Mm. um, prism of Avatar. Um, So what I will be doing is a reading of Avatar from a different lens each week. This week I've decided to do a Marxist reading of Avatar because that seemed to be the most obvious to me. I suppose. And I've heard of Karl Marx, who's what yeah. he's 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 like sort of communism or something. He's the it's a predecessor to communism. Yeah. Marxism. So, Marxism, yes. Um socialism. Yeah. Kind of a belief um that we should all be working for the common good as opposed to advancing our own individual interests. Um So when you're doing a Marxist reading of a text, you're looking at class struggle, money, power, you know, all those cool things. Mm. Um, And then in Avatar, so there's kind of like two worldviews that are in battle with each other. You've got on one side the individualists or the capitalists who are the, the is it RDA? RDA. The human soldiers. Yeah, and they're a private corporation. They're headed by um, that guy in the suit, Parker Selfridge. Yep. And the colonel, the military man. Yep. Um, So they value, like, individual rights. Um, And on the other hand, you've got the Navi, who are, like, communitarians, who believe in harmony, like, with their environment. They live in harmony with their environment um, and with each other, and they kind of value the collective good the way that Marx would have. Yeah. Um, so the RDA Corporation, they represent like the dominant capitalist worldview that we currently live in um, and like individual rights are key. So in any capitalist system, there's the right to liberty, life and property. Um, property in particular is like really key in this worldview. Uh, there's this philosopher called John Locke who has a theory Um, about property and how it is that you can like come to own something Um, and that kind of forms one of the cornerstones of capitalism so basically if you if you don't think that ownership is possible uh, capitalism can't be possible Um, so the way Locke thinks about property is that ownership is achieved through labor so if you're if you mix your own labor with property that's how you earn the right to its ownership. And that's kind of what the RDA Corporation do um, on Pandora. So they 
exert their labor over the property on Pandora through like Hell's Gate, which is where their spaceship is. Yep. Um, and like their whole spaceport where they live. Um, and also through their mining for the un- unobtainium, that little, that rock that's floating. Yep. Um, the and that ore. all makes the ore that they're trying to get. Yes. Worth, he says, like a million dollars a gram. I don't know what it does. I've forgotten what it does. It's a um, fuel source. Ah. Okay. Well, that makes sense. Mm. Um, so, yeah, like they build the spacecraft. They travel to Pandora. They've chopped down all the trees. They've got their mining equipment. And therefore, they think they're entitled to the unobtainium. But then, like, on the other hand, you've got the Navi who are communitarians, who value the common good, like, over and above all else. Um, And they believe, like, that their individual identities are actually shaped by the community good. So he, like, they come, the RDA Corporation come and, like, want to take all the property and the Navi are like, what's property? What's ownership? It's, like, a, a totally different worldview. And then you've got Jake Sully, of course, our Sam, yep. who's like in between both of those worlds and ultimately betrays one for the other by breaching his contract with RDA Corporation. So in this, um, in this world, right, if I own a car, which I do, whoa. and then, really? yeah, not the Avatar car, but like just a Mazda 3, oh. um, if... If I lived in the Avatar world, would then that just be everyone's car? I think so. I think. It but then there'll be, be then there'll be people taking the piss. They're like, "But it's our car," and you're like, "Yeah, but." So that's probably where it fails, is it? Marxism, because there might be people taking the piss. Well, I think Marxism, you kind of have to agree on what the collective good is. So you might be like, oh, well, Jonathan thinks the collective good is allowing him to take the car out for a spin, whereas I don't think that's that's helpful to the collective good. Yeah. If you don't have an agreement about the collective good, then, yeah, it's probably not going to work. But the Navi seem to... Like, they live in harmony with each other. They don't seem to have any issues, strangely. Yeah, they all seem pretty with it. They all recognise what their ultimate goal is, in mm-hmm. a way. But they didn't really have a goal before the... Um, I'd like to see them before the Avatar turned up. They would have just been hanging out. What were they like? Yeah, that's true. What were they doing? <laughs> yeah, what, what, what was their... What, what did they want to achieve? Maybe they were fighting each other and then they need a, a common enemy to come together. Who knows? Yeah, because there are different armies and stuff that come together at the end. Mm. And even the animals jump on board. Yeah. Which is shocking. <laughs> oh, yeah, no, there's people and dogs. They, like, fight together. Yeah, that's interesting. I guess the common good for them at that time was to defeat the hungry, greedy capitalist RDA corporation. Yeah. 
Um, well, that's fascinating, Kate. Oh, thank you. That's really good. So um, each week you'll be doing a similar thing like that where you'll be like talking Avatar in different... What, what are some other examples that you might do? I think I might do a feminist reading Ooh, of Avatar. That's a good one. I think I might also do... I remember doing this in high school, like for various texts. We did a psychoanalytic reading, which sounded very cool, but really was just about Freud. And it was about everyone and how the Oedipus complex rules their life. So it was just like everyone wanting to have sex with everyone else. That's the drive. Yeah. I feel there's a bit of that. He he only fights for them because he's like loves her. But I don't know. Yeah, that's know. true. But you know, what's love and lust? It's a, mm. it's a, it's a maybe they'll explore that in number two <laughs> well that brings us to the end of the first avatar the unofficial podcast uh it was such a pleasure kate we'll be doing this every week maybe six times yeah you know six goes. half hour episodes is the goal mm. so I after think. that who knows um but i think we're just going to do six next week we have got Frank Hamster, ex-military, who will be coming on to discuss the Navi and the humans' um, sort of military styles. So that should be a lot of fun. Oh, yeah. Um, and thank you so much to all our listeners. Um, it's going to be a lot of fun um, sharing this experience with you. Please like the Avatar, the unofficial podcast uh, Facebook page. Please. If you want to go and discuss more um, Avatar, you can go on to the treeofsouls.com. It's a forum online where people talk all Avatar. If this doesn't um, fill up the the Avatar need in your life, you can okay. go on there. And as we always say on Avatar, the unofficial podcast, Men, well, nyati kamae, nyati kamae, Jonathan, nyati kamae, to you too, Kate. Thank you.